Welcome to Laminex Learning Bites. I'm your host, Ace Kagler. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a soft skill we all need to have as adults, and that's self-awareness. My guest is Rita Slogrove, who works as a learning and organisational development manager for Fletcher Building Australia. Hey Rita, so um, you're here to talk to us about self-awareness today. Um, I've got a list of questions to ask you. So maybe um, if we just kick it, kick it off with um, what is self-awareness mm-hmm. and why does it matter? Yeah, sure. I think um, self-awareness um, is it's, it's someone's ability to consider their own styles their own behaviours as a result of their maybe value sets. Um, And it's also self-awareness is that understanding that you may have impacts on people that are different than you think. You may have connections with people who are quite similar to you and you may find that you have um, differing impacts on people whose values or behaviours are not necessarily similar to you. Mm-hmm. And by gaining self-awareness, what you can do is is sort of shine a light on those preferences and those behaviours. It allows you to reflect on situations and understand how you can improve them. It allows you to think about people you're going to interact with and how you might do so better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really good skill set to have when you're looking at how to build relationships um, how to make an impact, how to influence, and how to grow and develop yourself. That's great. And um, so how do you think it can impact your ability to build relationships? You did touch on it um, a mm-hmm. little bit, but if you can elaborate on that. Yeah, so I think self-awareness is something that as children and as we grow up, we don't necessarily have a lot of. Um, when you are a lot younger, you almost, you don't necessarily need that um, so much. You, you're still trying to find out who you are. But as, as we grow up and we are building relationships, the more you can know about yourself, the more that will help you to connect with others. So an example of using self-awareness to build relationships is understanding where your natural styles lie. So for me, my natural style is to be very talkative, to naturally be optimistic and to want to connect. But for me to have very high self-awareness, A, I know that. Mm -hmm. But B, I also know that maybe the person I'm building a relationship might not be motivated by that. And if I have enough self-awareness, I'll probably also notice that my incessant talking is causing them to feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so in order to build a good relationship, maybe I might slow down and ask some questions. Or if perhaps I know that I am not very focused on task, but I've noticed that somebody that I'm building a relationship with is, I might have enough self-awareness to think, okay, you know what, I'd have a better impact if I actually was quite task-focused in my approach. Even though it's not as natural for me, I might get a better connection that way. Having self-awareness and building relationships too, particularly with people you see often, building your self-awareness also means asking for feedback and hearing how interactions have gone, hearing where your strengths are and hearing where you can develop. Um, particularly if there are solid examples of that and you're doing so to mean to make a 
bigger impact on that next relationship that you build. That's so interesting. And then confidence is is really important, um, an important trait um, for us, obviously. And how does self-awareness impact your confidence? I think that this is a really good one because People think self-awareness is something that um, is a skill that we use. You know, people with really good self-awareness can often be linked to strong emotional intelligence as well um, because they're just they're thinking about the impact of their behaviour upon others. Yes. Um, sometimes having self-awareness, um, well, let's start from the other end. If you don't have a lot of self-awareness, and you're finding you're not really connecting and you're not really building relationships, you're not really really gelling as much as you want to with others, that can really impact your confidence. But what impacts it more is that you don't know why. Mm -hmm. But if you are someone who's actively working on building that awareness and sort of getting exposure and shining that light, yes, you may receive feedback that you may not like. But knowing is so much better than not. And, And we actually, we refer to a model called Jahari's window. And Jahara Window is a concept where we talk about um, information that is known to you or known to others. And the way Jahari Window works is that it really is like a four-squared window. Um, And and in one of the boxes, it's it's something that you know about yourself and things that everyone else knows about you too. So I have blonde hair. I know this. Everybody else knows this. That's one of the boxes. And then as we move, we have boxes where we have information that I know about myself that nobody else knows, and that's for me, and that's okay. Um, there's a box where I don't know and no one else knows, and that's that sits down there. But the Jahari window box, that window, is information that everybody else may know about you, but you don't. And, and often people may not tell you that information because they assume you do know that maybe... I don't know, maybe I say um a lot and it it gives the impression that maybe I don't seem as confident as I should be. Maybe I've said that for years and everyone knows that, but nobody's ever bothered to tell me, not because they didn't want to, but they just figured it was just so obvious. If I'm consistently asking for feedback, what I'm doing is I'm opening that Jahari window and I'm giving people the opportunity to shine some light on that window in which case people might say, well, you know, this seems a bit obvious, but did you know you say I'm all the time? No, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Well, the impact of that is actually that it seems like you don't know what you mean and you don't sound as confident. So if you just removed um, you'd actually sound stronger. Well, we know that when we ask the right questions. And sometimes we don't want to do that because we're worried about how that might go. We don't want to hear the feedback. Might be better to blindly push forward, but actually, if we then know that, and we also know that sometimes it's actually just going to be an opinion, so we will verify that and reality check that. But the more we can broaden that Jahari window, the more you can actively grow and actively develop it, and and that's how we raise our self awareness. Yeah, I've always found that Jahari window concept really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it's putting yourself out there. You're making yourself vulnerable by asking for that feedback. Mm. So if you can if you can do that, I mean, it's, it's awesome, right? You get to find out so much about yourself. 
You do. And initially, you know, if we pull that back to confidence, that's going to, it's really a vulnerable thing to do. You're right. It, it will shake your confidence to do so. And one of the ways that we do open our Jahari window is by using a 360 degree survey um, where you receive feedback and it's anonymous. So that can be particularly terrifying. However, feedback like that can be really good. And when you harness that and you make those small improvements, they will be visible and visible in a positive way, which will then turn your confidence and increase so. So self-awareness is always like two, almost like two steps. You need to know first. You need to raise insight. Mm-hmm. But then you need to proactively do something about it. So maybe you're proactively using it to your advantage. Maybe you're proactively using it to check in those conversations that things are going well. But, you know, if you look at a really good development program or any kind of leadership or coaching program, you'll find there's a particular part at the beginning that raises insight. Maybe it's a psych assessment. Maybe it's a 360. Maybe it's just a reflection piece. And what is happening in that process is it's raising self-awareness. It's raising insight. It's broadening that Jahari window right up front, even if you do need to go seek further evidence later. We start by opening that door and then we move forward because if we know about it, we can do something with it. Awesome. Some great insights there. Thanks, Rita. Um, So we talked about self-awareness and um, why it's important. But then how about having the opposite trait? So, um, sorry, not the opposite trait, but what are the downsides of uh, self-awareness yes. what about having too much self-awareness <laughs> being too self-aware yeah and you know this is a concept that I didn't think existed until it happened to me um the downside of being too self-aware is that old over analysis mm. so you know there are a lot of people out there actively and proactively working on this awareness and their behavior and making sure that they kind of understand how they impact, understand how that impacts others. You know, you you have a massive impact on somebody else. If somebody else is heightened and aggressive and angry and you respond in a calm and open and non-confrontational way, you can have a massive impact on the outcome of that conversation. Or if you go toe-to-toe with that person and raise your energy and raise your aggression, you will have a very different outcome on that that interaction. So having that self-awareness and doing so can be incredibly powerful, except when you overanalyze things. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. You know, you'll come out of an interaction and go, how did I go? How did that go? I'm not really sure. Did it work? Oh, gosh, they've given me feedback that I stammer when I'm nervous. Now I'm more nervous. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? It's all of that overanalyzation of stuff where it may cause you to pause before behaving in your natural self. Or you may try to change your behavior significantly as a result of the feedback you've received, and that's not okay either. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a natural style and a natural state. You know, if we're really clever and we have really good self-awareness, we harness that and use it as strengths. So when we are looking to move outside our natural comfort zone, maybe as a result of feedback, we're doing so in small bites. So my propensity to want to continue to talk and have energy and be positive, I know that occasionally I do need to stop and listen. And that's great. 
But if I then change my entire behavior and try to be less talkative all of the time, I'm kind of holding myself back for who I am yeah. and analyzing things. And that's not right. Yeah. No. So while my recommendation is to strive always for self-awareness, always raise insight, always ask the questions, be curious, never assume anything, never assume that because somebody, I don't know, didn't buy what you wanted them to buy, that they didn't like you and it didn't go well ask, explore, inquire, and continue to work on it, but don't do so at the expense of all of your natural styles and strengths. Find a balance, and it's baby steps too, little wee steps in the right direction. Yeah, well, too much of something is always just as bad, right? So it's always... That's right. That's right. Not enough self-awareness almost it makes me visualise a bull in a china shop. Mm. So if you don't have self-awareness or much at all, you've got your style and off you go. <laughs> Hopefully it works and it will with some people and it won't with others. But imagine the progress you could make with your interactions and your relationships if you had that self-awareness and you're able to hold yourself back from overanalyzing at times, but you can make progress. Yeah. And um, Rita, so you talked about a couple of the tools um, that are out there that help you um, become more self-aware, like the MBTI, the DISC assessments that you're able to do um, within organisations. But, um, I mean, if we want our listeners to uh, leave this um, episode um with an understanding of practical tips and tools they can apply um, in their daily lives um, to understand understand themselves better, um, what would they be? So what can we do um, to understand ourselves better? So if we're looking to for some practical tips to increase your self-awareness, um, obviously, first of all, if you do have access to some kind of insight-raising tool like DISC, like Myers-Briggs, MBTI, like a 360 or any kind of psychometric assessment, provided you've had some guidance around how to interpret that, that's a wonderful way to raise insight around your styles, how things work, how they may not work so well. But you don't necessarily need that in order to gain self-awareness. Start to ask questions and start to notice. Notice when interactions go really well and think about what you did or say to impact that. You know, did you listen? Did you ask good questions? Did you consider their point of view? What What were you doing that made that go well? And if something doesn't go so well, again, reflect, notice your behavior. And remember, again, we're talking in behavior, not, a, not opinions and not what's happening in your mind because we can measure behavior. Yeah. You know, I had this interaction um, with a client and it didn't go so well. Okay, all right, let's reflect on this. Why didn't it go so well? Well, it was going really well until I said X. And then he stopped talking and folded his arms and said, you know what, I think we're good here. Or maybe we could think of something another time. And I went, oh, so why was that? And have a bit of a think about why that is. And if you don't know, ask questions. And if you're able to, ask for feedback. But there's something else that's really important when it comes to self-awareness is that you are only 50% of an interaction if there's two of you there. And the best you can do with your self-awareness is to own your 50%. 
So if a conversation's not gone well, chances are you're 50% responsible and that's okay. If it's gone brilliantly, also 50% responsible because there was another person there interacting. And the reason we say own your 50% is to go, actually, if I want that to go better next time, I stand up and I make some changes. But also if I did everything absolutely possible and it still didn't go well, it was <laughs> there was another person in this interaction who had their own thoughts, values, perceptions, behaviors, and interpretations of what we're talking about. So no, not every time is this going to be swimming. And that's where overanalysis can maybe bite you a little bit. So be careful there. But if you are asking, if you are reflecting and you are focused on behavior and you're asking questions, this is a great way. Maybe diarize what you're doing if you're really trying to work on it. If you're really trying to work on your self-awareness, think about the things that really do work well for you and the things that maybe don't. And consider that you can change an interaction with somebody both positive and negative based on what you say or do not say. And if you've got a strong grasp on your self-awareness, you can control conversations pretty well by lowering the tone, increasing the tone, changing the positivity or negativity of a conversation. But remember, as much as you need to broaden that Jahari window, by just speaking to people or asking questions or using a tool and you owning that 50% of the conversation, remember it is only just 50%. This is just like resilience. It's a little bit at a time. It is constant working and improvement. But to have good self-awareness is to have this as a to-do list item. It's present, it's there, and you're thinking about how you're interacting and how that can be done better. Love it. Love the tips. I think they're really good um, practical tips that we can all apply. Um, so if we were to sum up what we've learnt today um, with our conversation with you. So firstly, um, self-awareness is firstly knowing. So knowing yourself. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, proactively using it. And then we said a couple of tips and tools we can apply every day is firstly to start to ask questions and start to notice the things about yourself and then to understand that you own the 50% of the interaction and then you have the ability to change that 50% positively or negatively. Have I missed anything? I would say um, that's exactly right. I'd say just remember that Jahari window. Yes. There's things yes. about you that unless you ask, you may never know. And you may not like them. And they may also just be someone's opinion. And if you think it's a little untrue, go and verify it. That's all right. But the more you know, the more you can do with it. The more you can move forward. Just if you find yourself overanalyzing, take two steps back and then you'd be perfect. Uh-huh. So many aha moments in there for me, Rita. Thank you so much. It's been Not a great a conversation. Not a problem. Anytime. And that wraps up Episode 3 of Laminex Learning Bites. Thank you for listening.